Welcome to Ode Games. My name is Logan Plant, joined today by Zach Ross. Hi, Zach. Hi, Logan. No How Kevin this week. He's gone. I'm sad without Kevin. I feel like we haven't done a show in a long time, just the two of us. We used to. There's some times where Kevin missed, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I think I did one alone with Kevin fairly recently, but us yeah. together, that's a pair that doesn't happen too often. Yep, but here we are, and we got a pretty good show ahead. We're going to talk about Sega claiming Sonic Frontiers won't be delayed. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been playing, including someone here finally finished God of War after four years, which is a big moment. It, but let's get started. It's not me. It's not <laughs> It wasn't me. You already finished it long ago. I finished it four years ago. Yeah. So let's get into it with a story that is very pertinent to Zach, and that is Tales from the Borderlands sequel leaked. We already knew this game was happening, but its title leaked and its release date leaked. It is taking a page out of Nintendo's book. It's called New Tales from the Borderlands. I hate that title. And it's coming out on October 21st, 2022. A lot of Twitter accounts are posting links to the leaks earlier, but you can still just go check out this listing on Amazon. Oh, it's actually down now. I just refreshed the tab. Oh, it is down, but it was up. There was a description uh, that said, players will decide the fates of altruistic scientist Anu. Is that a, is that a returning character? Not as far as I know, but I'm okay. not an expert on names in Borderlands. Her ambitious streetwise brother Octavio and the fierce Frogert slinging Fram. With nothing left to lose and everything to gain, you'll claw and con your way through this thrilling five-part story. There's going to be returning characters and new characters. Uh, and, of course, as you'd expect, choices will determine how your game comes to an end. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, it did say five-part. The first game, obviously, being a Telltale game, was five episodes, so I don't know if they mean this one is also going to be episodic or if it's all going to come out at the same time. They might do something like Life is Strange True Colors did, where it was kind of divided up into five parts, but it all dropped at the same time, all in, on the same day. So I'm hoping that's the direction they head towards, because I think the way of episodic over the span of, like, six to 12 months is, isn't as good as it used to be. I, I'm... I'm really impatient now, more so than I used to be, so I like getting all of the stuff at one time, but I'm, I am excited about this. I was expecting it to be new characters as the original protagonist. The first Tales from the Borderlands did show up in Borderlands 3, and their story continued there, so I was pretty confident that this would cover the stories of new characters that may appear in further Borderlands stories after this. We don't know, but I'm excited, and I'm very shocked that we're getting a leaked date of only a little over two months away. You'd think that yeah. we would know that by now, given how soon it's coming out. Uh, but if it's just the first episode, then maybe it's not all coming out in just two months. So I don't know. It has a physical version, though. That's what's up for pre-order now, is a physical version. I I feel like these games usually only get physical copies when they're all out. I don't know, maybe I'm that wrong That has that. how it has happened in the past. I believe they only got physical versions... Um, but that was Telltale. This is Gearbox. Maybe they've got a different strategy. Maybe the disc is only going to have one episode on it and the rest is going to be uh, digital only, so, which would be awful. What's even the point? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, but we'll see. I, I expect it all to be out um, on on October 20... What'd you say it was? 5th? 21st. 4th, October 3rd? 21. 21st. Yeah, I think all it'll right. all be out. Uh, what a big year for Borderlands fans, though. Tiny Tina, full game, which we still have to finish, but that dropped earlier this year, and now a full Tales from the Borderlands game this fall. That's two games in your franchise in one year is pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, Tiny Tina's has been absolutely amazing so far. We've absolutely been enjoying it. So Yeah, we got to get back to it. 
if if Tales from the Border if new Tales from the Borderlands, I almost called it Tales from the Borderlands Two, which is not mm-hmm. the title. <laughs> yes. If if it's any good, then that's two big hits for Borderlands in the same year. Yeah. There was a interview from the current Shepherds of the Life is Strange series. Excuse me, that went up earlier this week. It was Who's, who makes it now? It's not Don't Not anymore. Deck it's Nine. Deck Nine. Yeah, thanks. And yep. they said that after True Colors, they're never going to go back to the episodic format. And they're going to just do full releases like they did with True Colors, which I personally preferred. I didn't miss waiting at all between episodes. I really liked having it and just no. plowing through the whole thing in one weekend. Uh, so maybe this game's going to go that direction, too. That's that's definitely what it seems like. I read through. I wrote, I wrote this news article for this, so I was scrubbing the entire... Amazon listing before it was taken down uh, and it didn't appear anywhere that I saw that this is going to be an episodic release it seems like the whole thing is coming out on that day and this was the deluxe edition listed at I think fifty nine ninety nine. so maybe the full version will be 49 or 39 bucks so we'll see interesting is this a launch yeah, launch day buy for you probably uh although I haven't played Tales or Borderlands 3 yet and I don't know if this story is set after mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. if that it's important at all uh, because Tales from the Borderlands picked up a lot of character stories from the Borderlands 2 storyline. So I don't even know. I own Borderlands 3 now. I bought it very cheap oh, nice. uh, earlier this year and I have not played it. Um, and I don't know when I'll have an opportunity to play it, especially within the next two months. Um, mm-hmm. But I would like to I would like to play it since it's probably going to be mostly standalone, I assume. Yeah. We got yet another game showcase coming next month. This is an interesting one. This is the first ever Disney and Marvel game showcase, and it is coming on September 9th. This is going to be a digital showcase that's part of the D23 Expo that happens every September. This is usually where we see like new Star Wars stuff, new Marvel stuff, new Pixar stuff. Uh, and already confirmed to be there is Marvel's Midnight Suns, which was just recently delayed, uh, and Amy Hennig's new Marvel Ensemble game, DLC for Star Wars, the Sky- Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, and Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is that like Animal Crossing type game that we've seen from them. So my question to you, you think we're going to see Spider-Man or Wolverine here? I I really hope so because when those two games got announced, we got essentially nothing except a very far off release window. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's been long enough to where we need to see more or hear something, um, especially about Wolverine because I'm very excited about Wolverine, a huge Wolverine fan. But I'm excited to see uh, what Amy Hennig is gonna do, uh, given her track record with Uncharted. Um, I'm I trust her. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what's at this event. I I hesitate to think that either one of those big Marvel games is going to be there just because they're both big PlayStation exclusives developed by a PlayStation-owned studio in Insomniac. Yeah. You would think they would be at a separate event, more yeah. gaming focused, or not more gaming focused, but more Sony focused. Yeah, but they haven't done one of those for us in a while. I feel like we might get one in September where Spider-Man would absolutely show up but maybe there could be like a tease for it here and then more info at the Sony event later in the month. Uh, but yeah, from a Star Wars perspective, I feel like we'll maybe get a little bit more of Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm still not used to that title. Uh, maybe a couple other things too. So yeah, interesting there. It's crazy. Like I feel like we used to live in a world where the only licensed games for like Disney or Marvel were tie-in games. Like all the early MCU sh- movies got like really crappy tie-in video games. Yeah, when I think of Disney video games, I obviously think of Kingdom Hearts, but that's a that's a separate thing. <laughs> oh, is that uh, could that yeah. be here? 
Could that be with this? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that. Kingdom Hearts 4 <laughs> information is going to drop. Yeah. Uh, but if it does, I know I, I'd be I'd be watching it. So who knows? I didn't I, even think I don't about know. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, my God. There's going to be Kingdom Hearts stuff. I just know it now. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It'd be great. That'd be yeah. crazy. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see what's here at the showcase. And man, we're just a week away from that new Sonic Frontiers trailer, too which hopefully we'll be talking about next week. Not sure on our recording timing. We might miss that by a day, just based on our schedules next week. But, yeah, we're getting close. We're the masters of late Sonic news. Uh-huh. We are. <laughs> been doing it for eight months. Uh, yep. We'll get to our rumor roundup in a second, though. First up, this was an interesting one to me. Final Fantasy uh, director Naoki Yoshida admits that the famous RPG series is currently struggling. This was in, in an interview with Inverse, uh, and here's his quote. In terms of whether Final Fantasy is successfully adapting to industry trends, I believe the series is currently struggling. We're now at a point where we receive a wide variety of requests regarding the direction of our game design. To be honest, it'd be impossible to satisfy all those requests with a single title. My current impression is that all we can really do is create multiple games and continue you creating the best that we can at any given time and i feel like final fantasy isn't struggling from a fan standpoint i feel like this is the healthiest the series has been in a very long time on looking at it okay yeah because when you first said that i thought he meant financially struggling but i think they're actually doing pretty well in terms of sales and and pumping out lots of titles that fans are actually playing a lot but in terms of demanding fan base, I think Final Fantasy does have quite a demanding fan base yeah. of what they want to see and their expectations, especially uh, with Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've seen a lot on the internet of, of people just theories and, and fan. And I think they're getting absolutely bombarded by their fans. So I'm not surprised by that. But at that point, you just got to kind of tune out all of the noise um, and not not pay so much attention to the screaming fans and just make something that mm -hmm. you're proud of and that you want to make. Yeah. I wonder what he means by successfully adapting to industry trends. Cause you could read that as like some very ambitious open world, like Elden ring or mm -hmm. microtransactions, NFTs, metaverse nonsense, which square Enix has talked about a little bit. So I'm not sure which side of the fence he's really talking about here, but I hope yeah. it's more in terms of ambitious games rather than nickel and diming the consumer. Yeah, absolutely. And even I'm not, I don't want them to trend super into open world um, because I like nice linear stories for my Final Fantasy games, but uh, hopefully not NFTs. That would be very disappointing. Yeah, Square Enix has been talking about them. But in terms of the series as a whole, like I look at just the last year, you had the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, which I know reception was mixed, but that still is kind of a new way to play the retro games. You had Chocobo GP, the kart racing game on Switch. You had Stranger of Paradise, which is a Souls-like game that seems like it actually turned out to be pretty good. I think people liked that game. And then in the next... It was awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever played. Oh, I forgot you played the demo. It was one of the worst things I've Wait, ever played. Wait, actually, you, did, you hated it? I hated... I liked the combat, and it looked good, and it was the right amount of linear, but the characters in the story made me sick to my stomach. They were so poorly written and yeah. executed. I did hear from like a gameplay Souls-like perspective that it was actually a pretty good game. I think that people... Yeah, I liked it. It was fun to play, but it wasn't f fun enough <laughs> to get me through uh -huh. those dialogue and cutscene sequences. Yeah, And then in the next like hopefully 18 months depending on if rebirth gets pushed we've got crisis core this fall 16 next summer and then final fantasy 7 rebirth next winter it's like to me like 
I, I and Final Fantasy fourteen, which we're not into, but is like I feel like every time a new expansion comes out, they're like, this is the greatest thing ever made. So I feel like the series is doing yeah. really well right now compared to where it was like a decade ago with the thirteen trilogy, which people don't really like, and fifteen, which I don't think people end up really liking even years later. Yeah, I think the current player base for Final Fantasy fourteen is absolutely massive. I think Endwalker might have been the last DLC they'll be getting. I don't know if they're getting any more. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Endwalker seems pretty final yeah. <laughs> of a name. Um, but, yeah, I think the people that still play it, it's a huge player base. Sorry, I know. And, there, yeah, it was so big when Endwalker came out that they had to reject people. They stopped selling the game on the PlayStation Store for, like, a month because they had too many people playing their game. What game yeah, has that problem? I remember... I definitely remember trying to get onto a server and being told no yep. <laughs> at one point. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's Final Fantasy. I love Final Fantasy right now. I love. We both loved remake. You just played it again. Uh, I'm gonna play three Final Fantasy games in the next year and a half. So they're not <laughs> struggling to me. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, me too. I'd say I'm wearing a Final Fantasy shirt right now. Your your ten shirt. Yep, Final Fantasy ten. Nice. One of my favorite Final Fantasies. I've liked every Final Fantasy I've beaten. But not everyone you've played. No, I can't say that anymore. Because of Stranger of Paradise? Is that the Because of Stranger of <laughs> Paradise. <laughs> so which ones have you beaten? You beat seven, you beat nine, you beat ten, you beat seven remake. Seven, nine, ten, seven remake. Okay. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good chunk of them. Yeah. I wanna play six really bad. Um and that's pretty much the only one I want to play out of the ones I haven't played mm -hmm. outside of the ones that are yet to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play, uh, I want to play 13. I feel like I might actually like those games, but we'll see. I've heard mixed things, but yeah, they're maybe on, you will. They're on game pass. Yes. They're they on are. Game pass, yeah. And that brings us to our rumor roundup for the week, which is Sega once again, telling us Zach that Sonic frontiers won't be delayed. We do not consider postponing launch at this point and six months ago that would have worried me but now i think i'm ready to see what this game's all about after everything we saw from it in june but uh, this is an official english translation that says we do not consider postponing the launch at this point within the communication with users we intend to reflect the parts that can be reflected within the development timeline and to build empathy with users don't know what that means uh, but then they said sonic ip is a mainstay title we will sell over the long term in the future we'll continue to strengthen it in the next fiscal year onwards as well and they also have high expectations because after the first sonic movie came out the sale of retro sonic titles grew uh, and the second movie was even more popular than the first so uh, with a new game coming out the same year as the movie they have very high hopes for how it's going to perform that being said, like we said earlier, why didn't this game come out closer to when the movie came out? It was supposed to. It was supposed to already be on store shelves by the time that movie yep. came out. It's a shame. But their level of confidence, I think we're going to be playing this thing in December. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm confident. This could be the last rumor roundup before we have a release date. <laughs> I'm very, I'm getting nervous. I, could. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Also in the last well, week, we learned that Sonic 3 is coming out December 2024. So less than uh, less than two yes, and a half years is. away. Excited about that too. Hopefully that coincides with the next Sonic game. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe a spin. Probably not. Maybe a spin yeah. for the next Olympics. Shadow the Hedgehog two. I'm feeling. How do we feel about that? That would, I would game. play that. It is not a great game, but I gun. would play that. Bring him back. Give him a gun. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, and once again, Jeff Keighley was teasing more about Sonic Frontiers. It's It's got to be a date at this point. If they're like, we're not delaying it, that means they know when it's coming out. It's just time yep. for them to tell us. I think we're going to get it next week. I'm pretty sure. I think so, too. Not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That That's it for news. A bit of a lighter week here on the news front. What you been playing, Zach? The best we don't have, Kevin. I've been playing so many games, <laughs> Me too. but not live alive. Weirdly enough, <laughs> Me I took a game of, yeah, I don't know what it is. I really like live alive, but I I had the urge to play other stuff this week. Uh, beat a couple games, played a couple games with friends. Um, so got a little distracted from live alive, but yeah. hopefully we'll have it close to beat next week so we can talk about it more maybe do a spoiler cast on it once all of us have beat it kevin says he's uh, not gonna have time close. to finish it either before our probably not week. so we probably won't talk about it fully next week but maybe the week after that uh we got to focus on sonic next week if we if we come hopefully. in just in time hopefully uh but other than that what i've be- actually been playing uh i beat the walking dead the final season uh that wraps up my replay of the four uh telltale and slash skybound seasons of the walking dead video game absolutely loved my replay um some of the games that i liked less like the second and third seasons i actually liked more on this replay and it had been a while since i had played them um so i think i'm just growing as a person Uh, (laughs) so i think that's probably what it is but i actually very much enjoyed it uh these games still are very held very high regard to me the first one is still in my top 10 games of all time it is my favorite one. I think it's clearly the best one. Um, the I played the Definitive Edition, like I mentioned, which has updated graphics, uh, darker blacks. You can toggle it on and off. It also has smaller things like a music collection, character models, uh, stuff like that. Um, that being said, it did go through a few patches after release for graphical glitches and audio glitches. And I, of course, ran into a couple on my very extensive playthrough of all four games. Uh, there was, God, what was it? In the fourth game, there's a character who plays the piano. And when he stopped playing the piano, the piano didn't stop playing. And it didn't stop playing until I closed the game. <laughs> I, I even moved locations. The, ch- the chapter moved on. The story what about if you like pause? Is like playing on the pause menu? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it just kept going and he was he's not great at piano so it was loud and abrasive and it was just very annoying and this has happened before i think this happened in life is strange too with like a water sound that had just continued to go on after the scene had passed um so i don't know what it is with games like these but audio and graphical glitches they're bound to happen they don't really detract from anything and they're not game breaking uh although i did have to actively turn my game off and back on again to get the audio glitches to stop um it wasn't too bad. Um, and I was planning on platinuming this, the definitive edition, uh, which is just beating every episode of every game. But it also included the spinoff Walking Dead Michonne, which is a three episode spinoff of the comic book character. And I don't read the comic book and I don't really care about it. So I'm not I'm I'm just going to remain three trophies away from the platinum for the remainder of my life, <laughs> which I can live with. OK, um, so that was good. And then. After that, I played Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, which is the DLC to Outer Wilds, a game that I have beaten recently and very much enjoyed. So I decided to buy the DLC. I had uh, Outer Wilds free from Game Pass on Xbox, uh, but the DLC you actually have to pay for. It was only like 13 bucks. 
Um, so not too expensive and it's a decently length DLC. I think it took me somewhere around eight to 12 hours, which is longer than I was anticipating. Um, but I got stuck on a couple of puzzles, which drew out the time and it was super enjoyable. It's set in the middle of the game, um, on a celestial body, uh, that you actually have to find that is hidden from view. And it's super cool. That's the way it's super set up cool. <laughs> It's That's awesome. Yeah, so the way it is, it's just been there the whole time and you were never able to see it. So you get this information on how to find it. You actively find it. And then you can just go in there um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And the puzzles are amazing. Uh, most of them are light-based. Um, the game is very simple. It doesn't have a lot of controls or a lot of options on things to do. So it has to get very creative on how you can actually solve puzzles. Uh -huh. And some of the stuff that it thinks of and pulls off is absolutely incredible. Um, so after doing this DLC, I've just, this game is, is, is so in my good graces. I love it so much. Um, and I, I can't recommend playing the base game and the DLC enough, uh, especially to you, Logan. I think you'd be a, a huge fan of it. I love time so, loops. Yeah. It's time loop time puzzle loops. solving space. And like I said, I don't love games set on space stations, but this one is just you hop from planet to planet. Your ship is so small. It's just, and the music is so good and the atmosphere. Oh, it's just absolutely incredible game. Um, and loved every second of it. You so were telling me that I it would, that. Uh, it would have taken your game of the year award. If you had played it the year that it came out in 2019, 2019 game of the year, gave it to judgment, love judgment, but I like this more. Um, super good. Cool. Uh, so uh, it didn't, yeah, it only took me two sittings to beat it. I was trying to beat it in one sitting, but it was getting pretty late. So I had to <laughs> save it for the next yeah, day. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then other than that, I played some more Dark Souls 3 uh, with my group of friends who are playing it together. We're playing it multiplayer slash single player, kind of just feeling it out, hopping into each other's worlds when we need help, stuff like that. Nothing too consistent. So I'm beating some bosses by myself, beating some bosses with one friend, two friends, um, but having an absolutely great time. I think I'm a big fan of the Souls series, I think I can officially say, because I've really enjoyed Elden Ring, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls 3, um, which is a good chunk of them. So I think I'm officially a Souls fan. Uh, is I can add that to my resume. Um, because the combat on this one, it, it feels very good. And I'm playing with a, a big hammer. I always go for the slow weapon uh, with the high strength. Um, so I always have to have Makes unique sense. timing like with you. my attacks to everyone else. It's just so good. Uh, it translates really well, even though there's unique combat abilities in each game. So I think that really attests to how these games are spiritually connected, because um, it definitely feels like it. So that's been a lot of fun. Well, I, I don't gotta, know how I gotta far lay my claim to you for... Because you, you have this other group you're playing all these games with, and I want to play these games, but I don't know anyone to play them with. No one else I play games with would want to play these. So if you ever play the Demon Souls PS5 remake... Yeah. I, I mean, these games don't seem super inviting when you're playing by I yourself. Know. Yeah. Because I have a friend who has played them all before and knows them very well. He said he put like a thousand hours into Dark Souls 2, which is a game we have not wow. played together. Um, so... I don't know. He's definitely helpful. Um, I might find them more frustrating if I didn't have him guiding me. Uh, so maybe we can play them together down the road and I can guide you uh, with a helpful hand. 
because uh, if we played Demon Souls together, we'd both be lost. That's true. We <laughs> so, would both be lost. <laughs> that's not very helpful. Uh-huh. And then just before this podcast, I decided to uh, sit down and finish the third case in Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, a game which I've been playing for what feels like six months. <laughs> it does feel like that. Uh, yeah, I, I got stagnated on the third case, um, but I actually ended up really enjoying the third case. There were a lot of weird twists that I didn't see coming, uh, some declarations of friendship, which I found very moving, and the character that I really liked turned out to be a murderer, which was devastating. <laughs> <laughs> there are some big twists so thought, in that case. Yeah, huh. I thought it was a really good case, uh, given how much I didn't really care for the first two cases. Um, I thought this one was really good. And then I watched the opener for the upcoming case, which looks very interesting. Uh, so I think I'm case. about ready to plow through the rest of this game. I've only had cases four and five. And the DLC case, which I think is the one about the dolphin. The whale. Mm-hmm. Whale. Why did I think it was a dolphin? I always think it's a dolphin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. But I'm very excited about that. And then... Also, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels DLC, Logan and I still playing it together, a little under halfway, close to the halfway point, not really sure, uh, but absolutely enjoying it. The open, uh, free, fast travel is a game changer, especially with these very looping tracks, not always being very clear on where you need to go. The fast travel makes it very easy to get where we need to go and just hop from race to race. Um, and we're, we're absolutely enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. The Like we said last week, the fast travel is a game changer. Uh, we're unlocking some faster cars. We did a race where we were going like 250 miles an hour on these things. Uh, so, yeah, it's yep. still super fun. I would play another yeah, the- DLC island of this game if they made one, which I think they will. I feel like they yeah. do two DLC packs per game, it kind of seems like. I haven't noticed because I haven't really been paying attention. I thought that there were, I know that there was the Hot Wheels one for one of the previous titles and then a Lego one for a different previous title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Horizon 3 had, it had Hot Wheels and then it had this like island. Uh, and then Horizon 4 had, I think like a separate island and Lego. So I feel like everyone gets like a new area and then like a spinoff like Lego or Hot Wheels area. So I think we'll probably get one more. Yeah. And I like that um, the Hot Wheels that we unlock are, the most viable cars so it actually we have good reason to actually drive around in the hot wheels they're not like significantly worse than the actual cars they're better than the actual cars on the hot wheels track so yeah it's nice that we're actually viably driving around in these really cool hot wheels cars that we're unlocking yeah uh, which i really like so definitely been enjoying that um and then other than that sunbreak, sunbreak of always. course title update uh did we talk about the title update last we, yep, week yep we did last week we hit that Okay, so you know our thoughts on anomaly investigations, um, curious crafting, monsters, the whole nine yards. Uh, But we'll talk more about that uh, after Logan talks about what else he's been playing over the week. A couple things. We played Fall Guys Sonic together. There's a new Sonic level in Fall Guys. It's called Bean Hill Zone because, of course, it's after Green Hill Zone. I forgot we played that. And you... I won on the first time. Yeah, the first show was it's three rounds. You had to collect, what, 20 rings, then 35 rings, then 50 rings uh, to advance through the three rounds. And the first person to get 50 rings in the last round wins the show. And Zach did that on our first time in it. Uh, it's a fun it mode. It, it's cool. It's fun zipping around collecting Sonic rings. I got the Super Sonic costume with some some of the show bucks I had. 
lying around. So, yeah, I haven't seen that game show up in the normal rotation yet, though. I, it has to, right? It's just a normal game. You were I don't split. know. I Zach like... doesn't think so. Yeah. Well, because Sweet Thieves was also an event game, and that got taken out, didn't it? Yeah, but there's other event games like Hexagon Trials or Blast Ball Trials or just things that, like, jump around where it's just that game and a show. Sweet Thieves is a weird game. It's not super bad. I'm not sold. I think I'm it's got to be in there. I don't believe it. I, I think it's I in there. I don't believe it. We'll find out. We we'll just have see. to keep playing until we get it. <laughs> we just have to play yep. forever until <laughs> which could, we get Which it. could be years from now. Yeah. But I, I don't know at what point I give up and say that it's not in there because we might just have horrible luck where it never gets shown up in the rotation. Well, we are seeing it in, when when the loading screen goes by and it flicks through images of all the games. Mm-hmm. It appears. But so is there a picture of Sweet Thieves in there? There used to be. I haven't seen one in a long time. So if the picture goes out, I'm inclined to say the game also goes out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun game. I see no reason why it wouldn't be in there. It's just like, like Hoopsy Legends, but you have to get a bunch of rings or Bubble Trouble. That's actually the closest comparison. This is just like Bubble Trouble. Why can't it be in there? Yeah, but Bubble Trouble isn't an event game. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll end this argument in yeah. the future. I've been playing a lot of other stuff though. A lot of very random things. I don't think I've really talked about Sounds on the show. Right. First up. I did it. I finally beat God of War 2018. It's done. Four uh, years and almost game. four months after it. Very good game. Four months, four, <laughs> four years after it came out. It's finally done. And I liked it. And that's about yeah. all I can say about it, is I liked it. That, that breaks my heart. Such a great game that I haven't played in four years and don't think about very often. Maybe I didn't love it either. It's it's fine. Okay, so here's here's my final take. The take you've been waiting four years to hear <laughs> about this game. And it's something I've believed for a while, but now that I've finished the game, I can kind of see this for myself, right? So God of War was a series never really known for its storytelling. So a new God of War comes out, and I feel like everybody goes in with these preconceived notions of what this game is going to be. They're like, it's going to be just more violent. Another violent romp is Kratos, but this time he has a son. Whatever. It's not going to be. It's going to be like mindless popcorn fun, just like the other games were. So you go in with the expectations set here at that level. And then what you get is a pretty well-told, emotional, heartfelt story with some serious dialogue and that just raises everybody and and the difference in expectation and reality had everybody thinking this is the greatest game on playstation 4 when in reality i would say it's not in the top 10 i, I think off the top of my head i can name 10 ps4 games i think are better go than ahead War. okay you want me to please no uh, uncharted well, 4 if you can that's clear last of us one, one. last of us two, two. clear number ghost three. of tsushima clear number spider-man seven. Four, five. What are we at? Five. Dragon Quest Eleven is a better game. That that's on Switch now. It's still on PlayStation. 4. So it's on Dragon Quest. It's on Xbox. Uncharted: The Lost Legacy is better. Yeah, it's iffy. Yeah, you think that's iffy? It's a great game. No, I like it. I like Judgment more than God of War. Yakuza Zero is better than God of War, even though I haven't finished it. That's true. The Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection is better than God of War. Wow, you just really leaned on Uncharted there. A Way Out, I don't know if I said that one, is better than God you of War. You did not. It's a great game. There's Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, Astro's Re- Astrobot Rescue Mission VR, I like more than God yeah, of I War. I love that game. What? I love that game. Oh, I thought you, you said I don't love, I love that game. 
It's like, no way. I love Groundhog Day, like father, like son. <laughs> that game is not better than God of War. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to find my, my list of, of PS4 games. I did pretty good, though, though, reeling those off. Monster Hunter World, that is embarrassing, is better than God of War. Final Fantasy (laughs) VII Remake is better than God of War. Sure. And Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is better than God of War. I would agree with most of that. The Witcher 3? Better than God of War. Near, from what I hear. I haven't played it myself. Not better. Okay. Alright. Yeah, I thought it was good. If I haven't played it, it's not better. Also, I feel like when I first got a PlayStation, I was super into all of the very big-budget, third-person, intense, emotional, story-driven action RPGs. I feel like maybe I'm burning out on those a little bit. I feel like after a little while, all PlayStation first-party does kind of blend together and feel like a pretty similar game. That hurts to hear. It's my favorite genre. It's like... Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon, Ghost. Like, at, at the end of the day, they're all pretty similar. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Name one similarity. Other than third-person action. Barfing icons on your map. Barfing. Ugh. God of War doesn't really do that, though. But all the other ones do. No. Yeah. 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 But I liked it. I, I don't get the hype, but I liked it. Which bridges me into what I'm playing now, which is the main game that it was contending with for Game of the Year back in 2018, and that's Red Dead Redemption 2. I am playing Red Dead what 2. What year is this? I know. Uh, oh my god. Uh, so, I played God of War with my girlfriend. She watched me play through it. Uh, we do that from time to time. We've done it with like Uncharted's and a few other games. Last of Us. And she loves Wild West. She loves Cowboys. She loves the aesthetic, the time period. And for years, she's been like, I really want to play Red Dead. Uh, and so that's what we're playing next. We're playing that together. Uh, and I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's better than God of War so, so far. Uh, I am only through the <laughs> the opening hours, the snow section. I just got to where the snow yep. finally melts and I'm out of that. Um, but I kind of love its slow pace. I could see maybe burning out on it after a few dozen hours. But I currently kind of love that everything's a little bit annoying to do but i mean that in a good way like you got to skin a deer it takes forever looting a dude you have to actually bend down pick up his body rifle through his pockets like it is just a very relaxing slow-paced game i really like the dialogue and the characters i i'm interested to see where these relationships that they're building up go i haven't played the first one but i know what happens in it Mm -hmm. um so i kind of have an idea of where everything eventually leads but it is fun to kind of get to know these characters for the first time. And it is a gorgeous game. Uh, it, it still looks very, very good four oh, years yeah. later. So, yeah, I am, I'm enjoying it. I'm surprised it. there isn't a dedicated PS5 version yet. Yeah. But uh, Rockstar doesn't really I don't care about Red produce Dead. things. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they are moved on. They don't care. But I like the cinematic mode where you can just, like, when you're riding on your horse for, like, ten minutes, you can just, like, change it to a cinematic mode and just hold down X to yeah. keep riding. That's pretty cool. Grand Theft Auto does that too. When you're in a car or a helicopter or something, you can just cinematic mode it. I never do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like staring at the back of the character's head, personally. <laughs> I'm a fan of Arthur so far. I like his brand of very like dry, rude humor. I think he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I like he him. is funny. And you are now officially as far as I ever made it. Um, because even though I started replaying it a couple weeks ago. I'm not even out of the snow yet. So Dude, I feel like you would love this it. game. I feel like you would just absolutely love this game. I don't care why you haven't played more of it. I'm a weird guy. I'm a weird <laughs> guy with weird tastes. I think you should give oh, it another but, shot. 
if if I if I get to a moment that clicks and then I play it for three hundred hours, then so be it. We'll probably just mainline the story, uh, maybe do a few side things. Um, it is a fifty-hour story, I think, and I probably don't want to spend much more time than that in the game. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really liking it. Um, one thing I will say is like, Rockstar gunplay is not very good. Like it's just no, not. it's. Yeah, in both Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, it's you hold R2 and then it the reticle snaps to the enemy, so you don't have to aim at yeah. all, ever. Um, which makes it very easy. It's more so the joy of killing mass amounts of people, uh, which yeah. Rockstar players seem to enjoy. It's not um, super my thing. I, yeah, really, like, yeah. gameplay feels secondary in Rockstar games to me. Yeah. Like when we it played is. Grand Theft Auto, I'm like, I don't, I don't get the hype. I get why online would be fun if you were super into it and had a group of friends to play consistently with online. But like, from a single player campaign perspective, I think that maybe people like it because like the, the reasons we've described why we like a way out where it's like you're always doing something different. Red Dead is that like turned up to eleven, or Grand Theft Auto is that like turned up to eleven, like. You can go on, like, these bus tours, and they're, like, fully narrated tours of, like, around the city that's totally optional. You can fly planes, steal cars, bank heist, all these different things. But the act of actually doing those things is not super polished. It's, like, fine. It, it works. It, it serves the purpose. But it doesn't feel particularly good. Like, when you fight a horde of enemies in Ghost of Tsushima, that feels great. But in this, it's, like... Mm-hmm. Just oh, hit L2, hit R2, let go of both. Hit L2, hit R2, let go of both. And that's that's it. Yep, yeah, that is that is definitely not for everybody in terms of gunplay and combat, but uh, it gets the job done. It progresses the story. There's just hordes of enemies that come at you, especially in the, the first section. There's this camp that you have to raid that's just chock full of dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, it doesn't hide what it's about right off the bat. It, it throws you right into it, so that's your thing there's i do love the storytelling though that is something that is really really working for me there's oh, yeah. a, there's a fun i like the characters a lot where i was you're riding back on your horse after hunting some for some deer and then a bear there's like a bear off in the distance that you can see and they're like we got to try and go another way i pulled out my revolver and shot the bear and it <laughs> yep. charged at me and ripped me off the horse i survived though mm-hmm. um, but then there's even dialogue for that the dude is like what the hell are you doing are you crazy <laughs> like he's freaking out at me and i'm like sorry man i just wanted to see what happened just really cool I details did the like exact that. same thing yeah i wonder what the percentage of players that do that i but i didn't even hesitate but that was <laughs> way stronger than i remembered he wasted me it took so many shots to take down that bear you killed him very realistic yeah he ran off for me it said good thing uh-huh. that bear scared easily he ran off you actually killed the bear in that scene i had yeah i did that's awesome it it took a lot <laughs> that's am- bow and arrow or gun I think it was Bo. Oh, wow. Dang, that's impressive. I want to see Thank that. Thank you. But yeah, oh. playing that now. Uh, I think I'm going to play a little more tonight, so maybe I'll have a little more to say on that. Out of the snow section uh, next week. Don't get too far ahead of me, because I'm also going to play it. you got to catch and up. And I like to be ahead of I people. I know you do. Maybe me playing it will yeah. actually finally push you to play it. Probably. Maybe. And then last thing, I started and finished Luigi's Mansion on 3DS, the 3DS remake of the GameCube original. You started and finished? It's a very short game. It? It's like a six-hour game. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah, it's cool. it's it was a GameCube launch title, and it's really kind of just like a tech demo for what graphics on the GameCube can look like, because it was a pretty visually impressive thing at the time for the GameCube, for like lighting effects and things like that, and and um, using like the C stick on the GameCube controller was a big part of it too, since that was new. So it's pretty short, but what a cool little game! It is it is so cool. It's very Metroidvania like, where you have access to this one floor of the mansion. And then you earn keys that require you to backtrack to different parts of that floor. And it's much easier than a Metroid game because you get a key and it tells you exactly what door it goes to. It's not even like Zelda where you kind of have to figure out how to piece things together yourself. Like each key you get is like, oh, that's for the laundry room. And the mansion is just extremely cool designed. Like I want to live in this mansion, but without the ghosts. Like there's like a billiards room. There's like a costume room. There's like a room with all the skins of animals that have been hunted that wouldn't like in reality but it's pretty cool in this game like there's a bunch of just really cool rooms like that the bosses are super fascinating the music is really creepy it's just like we're so used to what luigi's mansion is now but like at the time like what a random game like luigi is a ghost hunter in this mansion with like these 25 super unique cartoon ghosts like and he sucks them up with his vacuum it's super cool luigi's mansion 3 is definitely like a, a better game it has way more content and gets just way wackier with its themes but for like a little mini like five to six hour experience to just sit down and explore this one mansion luigi's mansion super cool and the 3ds version is cool too i played it on the new 3ds that has the thumbstick and it actually works pretty well um it's like the first game i've ever used that thumbstick for and it actually does work out yeah, I've, i don't think i've ever used the thumbstick to be honest but uh yeah that's great i think other nintendo characters should get spin-offs that they become known for that are just random and crazy like i've always wanted waluigi to have a pirate game where he's just a so cool. captain of a pirate ship and sails the seven seas mm -hmm. and that's all i ever want in life but it's not <laughs> gonna happen yeah there's a handful of them out there that like i mean WarioWare is very random toad treasure tracker captain toad yep that's like the most recent yep. one i can think of but i'd love to see and, and take it outside of Mario also. Like, I guess they gave Tingle a game, but it never came over here. But, like, give some Zelda I would characters love for some that wacky spin-offs. Yeah. Yeah, cast, ryth cast Rhythm Game. Oh, Revali Rhythm so Game. Zelda Rhythm Game. I don't, I don't know what types of games. <laughs> yeah, Zelda Rhythm Game. Uh, I had an idea. I feel like I had a really cool idea for one of Third-person shooter with a bow. Yeah. There's, a, like, some cool detective characters. Uh, detective Pikachu's a weird one. That's an example of one, that, I guess. That is a weird one. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. There's lots yeah. of the uh, Warriors-type spinoffs happening now. Mm -hmm. Like the the Zelda spinoff and the Fire Emblem Three Houses spinoff, so... Have I told you my prediction for Warriors that? Games. I don't remember if I... I, you I like did. the Warriors games. I'm pretty sure you mentioned a Warriors-related prediction it's on this Xenoblade Warriors. It's gonna happen. It is gonna happen. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. I, that I makes like sense. Very it's confident. a natural progression. Yeah. When do you think next year announcement? Uh, I feel two like years? I feel like it'll come out in 2024. They seem to they have a Nintendo Warriors game like every two years. So. All right. I'll I'll go out on a limb and say Persona Warriors that just are, to be different. That already exists. What? Persona What's it Five Strikers. That's what that is. Yeah. I thought that was a rhythm game. That's a Warriors game. Yeah. Yep. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> that is a Warriors game, yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I guess I was technically right. Yeah, yeah, it already <laughs> exists. <laughs> yeah, yep. I think the next Nintendo one will absolutely be Xenoblade. I think now there's a trilogy out. I think there's a ton of characters to pull from. Uh, that could be pretty cool. I All love right, Xenoblade. Great. 
I love Luigi's Mansion 3, which is what we were talking about. We're talking about Luigi's Mansion 3. No, we were talking about Luigi's Mansion 3D. That's what I said. I just didn't finish. (laughs) Yeah, but that's all I've been playing. Thinking about playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. You and me both. We'll see. I don't know why. Don't buy it, because I might, and I could lend it to you. So, we'll see. Well, what if I buy it and lend it to you? You ever think about that? You lend me the PlayStation games, and I lend you the Nintendo games. That's how this deal works. That's true. Yeah. That is is actually... I'm already borrowing your Last of Us and hopefully, maybe God of War. Maybe. If I choose to play it. Yeah, I'm buying it. So if you don't buy it, you can definitely borrow it. All right, let's get into our Ode 2 segment for the week to wrap up here. Uh, We wanted to pick something that Kevin wouldn't care about if we did without him. So I think the last time we were on an episode together without him, we ranked our top five favorite monsters in Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, We never ranked our favorites in Rise, so now we're going to rank our top five Monster Hunter Rise monsters. This can include anything that's in the game. Or did you just do new ones? How did you do your list? I ended up just doing new ones, but I didn't limit myself. I thought about it. Um, I decided not to limit myself to just new monsters, um, but it just ended up that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, so top five monsters in the entire game. I didn't pick anything that was in world already. Um, I thought Obviously. that was kind of eh. so silver Rathalos. No, <laughs> I don't know if anything would have made it in though that was in world. But your top five Bareth. rise monsters. You want to get us started, Zach? I would love to get us started. As in just number five. As in all five of them. Let's hear oh, it. Oh my We're god! We're gonna rip through this. All right, number five. New to Sunbreak. Blood Orange Bishiten, nice. which is the variant of the Rise original Bishiten, which I was an absolutely huge fan of uh, upon release of Rise. I really love the Bishiten. It is a monkey-style monster that bounces around on its tail, uh, which also acts as a hand, and it throws fruit at you. Um, and it's just a really cool... We don't get a lot of non-super-aggressive monkey-themed monsters. The only one that comes to mind is uh, Rajong and... Uh, I guess Garen Golem. I like monkey monsters. Yeah. Um, so the the Bisha Ten was was a big. I was a big fan of when it came out, and then when Sunbreak came out, they introduced a new variant called the Blood Orange Bisha Ten, which is much more my aesthetic. Uh, the fur is now orange instead of blue, and it shoots or throws flaming pine cones as opposed to color, colorful fruit. Uh, so I like this one a lot. Um, it definitely overtook the Bisha Ten in my mind. Uh, it is a low-level monster, so it's not particularly hard to fight, but I, I always enjoy fighting it. Yeah. And then in number Actually, four, no, we, we I have... We can alternate. The... You, don't need, you don't need to roll oh. through all of them. Well, we'll all right. There's going to be some crossover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number five is the Rachnikadaki. This is oh. the spider monster that was introduced in original Rise, and I really, really like this monster. I like monsters that are super unique creatures. Like, a mm. lot of them just end up looking like a Rathalos. We, we've kind of joked about a lot of them just take that form. Yeah. Uh, there's sure. like, you could reel off like 10 monsters in Rise Sunbreak that all just kind of look like Rathalos. But the Rachnikadaki is completely unique. It's a spider. It lays eggs. The eggs hatch. You have to fight their, the little babies that hatch out. Um, you can like break the egg sack and then that topples them up. This all sounds very brutal out of context. Yeah, it does. Uh, but it's super cool. It has these really cool web attacks. It can zip around with these webs. There is a variant in Sunbreak called the Pyrarachnikadaki that's more fire themed. Um, but I like just the base one, I think, a little bit more. But yeah, anytime mm-hmm. we fight it, I, I really, really enjoy fighting it. Yeah, great. 
I enjoy it too. Um, I think I might like the pyre a little bit more for the similar reasons I like the blood orange beast of Shen because it's red yep. uh, and fiery, which I like. Yeah. Uh, and then coming in at number four, for me, it's the flagship of Sunbreak. It's Malzano, uh, one of the three lords, the main driving point of the story. Uh, he's so cool. He's a huge dragon, vampire-themed, causes blood blight, which constantly drains your health. He zips around with shadowy teleporting. Uh, he's just very cool to look at. I love his curio, infected, afflicted, all that kind of stuff that leads to the the upgraded monster versions later in the game. So given his lore and his appearance and his fight, it's all just a 10 out of 10 in my mind. Malzano was my honorable mention. Just missed the cut. Just missed, missed it. it. Yep. Disgusting. Also just missing the cut, Shagaru Magala, who is my monster based on a personality test I took. Uh, that I now have a weird affinity for, but I don't actually like the fight that much, so I left it off the yep. list. Um, but my number four is the flagship monster of Rise, Magnamolo. Uh, he's he's super cool. He's what? What is he like? A wolf dog? He's like a. What's he supposed to be? He's a. He's a. I don't know what he is. He's dog shaped. Yeah, he has a very uh, cool tail. Quadrupedal. Tail. Tiger. This says yeah. he's a tiger. Tiger. That makes so, sense. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. he is kinda like a tiger. Uh, but he's he super prowls. cool. He has a very yeah. cool attack where he shoots this like huge purple energy ring at you with, from his tail and he can like fire it off three times really fast. Um yeah, he has a very cool like samurai inspired horns on his head that look like kind of like a samurai helmet. That's really cool. Uh, part of the just heavy eastern influence for a lot of Rise's original monsters. Cool colors. I like the purple and red. Uh, and he's a good fight too. So big fan of Magnum yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then my number three, I'm assuming will be on Logan's list at some point is the Goss Harag, which is, I love him, <laughs> which Logan loves the Goss Harag. So I, I probably won't say much about him. So Logan can gush about him later. Uh, but Goss Harag was introduced in base rise. He's a Yeti, oni which is like a japanese demon so he's a yeti in a oni mask uh who forms ice swords on his hands and is just so cool is just one of the coolest monsters we have ever fought seen and love him tremendously and that's all i'll say my number three i also think zach's going to talk about later the garen golem he's the giant monkey who's very armored i love the garen golem <laughs> from sunbreak he's <laughs> one of the three lords uh and he can he has like these arms that I don't really know what he does with them, but they're, they're like, yeah. So he shoves his hands into the ground and pulls up essentially boxing gloves of rocks and magma. Yeah. They're um, like tree trunks he and uses yeah. to attack and then tree trunks and all kinds of stuff. Um, and he also uses his uh, lava propelled hands to launch at you across the map. Um, and he's basically Frankenstein themed um, mm -hmm. since all the three Lords are based on uh, vampires, werewolves and Frankenstein. Um, and yeah, like I said, I really love monkey monsters and he is by far the coolest monkey of all the monsters. He's my number three. I really love him. I love all the three Lords. I think they're all great. Oh yeah. Me too. Lunagaren just missed my list. All right. What's your number two? My number two is the flagship of base rise. That's Magnamalo. Nice. Uh, I love Magnamalo. Uh, we already talked about him. Tiger themed hellfire, purple fire shooting his tail beam, attacking pretty much any monster that comes his way. Some of the coolest uh, 
turf wars in all the games uh if something's flying he'll just go up into the air bounce around with his tail blast and just bring it to the ground which is super cool to see uh yeah i love both the flagships of of rise and sunbreak very much my number two you just mentioned it this year's luna garen the uh oh yeah the werewolf monster i didn't have high expectations for this because i don't care about the oda garen in monster hunter world but just similar in name not really close at (laughs) all Uh, this is very cool like deep blue ice blue monster uh that can become powered up and enter this like werewolf state where it stands up on its hind legs and grows super long claws and just gets this like demonic look in its eyes and i i just remember the first time we fought it i thought it was super memorable really unique monster i love the the inspiration of the three lords frankenstein werewolf vampire i think that's just a super cool idea uh and luna garen is my my favorite of those super cool monster yeah he he's absolutely great number one and then my number (laughs) one uh is obviously the other three lord that that we have mentioned previously it's garen gom uh like i said monkey monsters are my my jam and this is by far my favorite one the frankenstein themed monster of the three lords uh using his rocks and lava and tree trunks and grass and all that good stuff he's just such a great fight uh he's so fun to fight he looks super cool uh i just yeah he's he's definitely been my favorite from all the new additions um and i think they just killed it with the monsters in sunbreak gosarag is my number one the clear number one he's so amazing his face yep. changes from red to blue depending on his his rage level that's very cool he doesn't only get swords of ice he also gets a shield sometimes so he'll have a sword and shield and a fight with that mm-hmm. uh, he has very cool moves depending on if he has two swords or a sword and a shield there's a sound effect in in rise that is only heard when you attack his ice weapons it is this extremely satisfying like clicky punchy noise whenever you slash one of his weapons that is only him nothing else has that hit sound effect when you hit it and i think that's super cool yeah he's he's amazing he's he's so awesome he's my favorite he is, monster he overall is incredible in all of monster yeah i don't blame you he is super cool um and he definitely deserved my three spot is garen golm your favorite monster overall in all of monster hunter i want to say maybe it's tough <laughs> i don't know yeah. it is tough because i i like i really like nergigante um dodogama fatales yeah you know three, <laughs> the, big really <laughs> the big three <laughs> <laughs> monster hunter fans understood that joke okay yeah. that's that's gonna wrap us up this week on ode to game zach anything else i gotta play more live alive i know now that i'm I gotta play Mario Odyssey. Red Dead 2. Gotta play Ace Attorney. Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Legends Arceus. A lot. Too many games to play. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. There's a lot happening right now. There's a lot yeah, be- happening. I beat so many games over the last week and made what feels like no progress. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Well, there will always be more <laughs> games to play, and there will always be more episodes of to Games. We'll be back next week. Uh, Kevin should be here. Don't know if we're going to record before or after the Big Sonic news. Hopefully we can get into the show. But if not, you can still look forward to a great show. But that's it. You can find 
the show on Twitter at, at Ode to Games. Email us, Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com or on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Thank you, Zach. Kevin will be back next week. My name's Logan. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ode to Games.